My name is Kath Cocker and I am from Nocturnal Projections and Other Small Happenings. As part of the Puaka Matariki Festival 2020, we are doing a series of interviews with Polynesian and Māori artists. This is the third interview that we're having and this is with Linda T, Linda Tanua'i or Tuafale Tanua'i. Uh, she will be exhibiting at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery early next year and we can talk to her a bit about that when it comes. Just a shout out to Ben Jarman as well as 91FM and Ben Jarman for the music, 91FM for their support. Thank you. My name is Kath Cocker. Malo Linda T. Are you there? Kia ora. Kia ora. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. I was just, uh, I just introduced you very briefly just before. We were just talking about um, that I just said that you were going to be exhibiting down here at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery. So I was just wondering, is that this year, This at the end of this year or is it the early next year? I've just it's kind of... March 2021. Oh, okay, cool. God, it's scary getting into those dates. <laughs> um, so what uh, I was just wondering if you wanted to introduce yourself as if there's anything particularly wanted you, you wanted to say about uh, who you are as a human being. Okay, so uh, I'll just read off something that I sent in for a, for a fellowship with Totai. Okay. Um, so... I'm Tua Fale Tanwai, a.k.a. Linda T. I'm an artist based in Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland, and I am of Samoan descent, um, closely affiliated to Lufi Lufi and Sasa'i Leova'a are my villages. Uh, using video photography and DJing, my practice aims to document and share community stories generating a living archive. So that's like the first line of a really long paragraph that talks about me having a camera in my hand and being a DJ since the 80s. Yes, I remember. Yeah, so tell us a bit about the 80s, Linda. Like, Tuafali, when you began, first began uh, uh, taking photos through the Springboks and... Oh, well, yeah, 76 is what I mark as my um, starting date. And oh. uh, that was the year that uh, was was DJing at school. And Oh, my I God, you must be way older than I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, I'm 57 now. Gonna oh, okay. 50, you know, going to be 58 in December <laughs> if I'm lucky. Yeah, um, sure. But, yeah, so um, left school for... Um, in 1981 for, uh, what was it, the Youth March that uh, a team of young people, myself included, um, organised in the early, yeah, 1981, 
And it happened to be the same year that Springbok Tour happened. And the timing was uncanny because we were on the road traveling from the top of the North Island, Island on our way through to Wellington with a petition that we'd wow. sent out around the country for what a year previous. So we'd been we'd been planning this. How can we make a difference for young people? And uh, basically, we were taking our petition, which talked about youth rights in education. Um, you know, a range of things. Yeah. That, uh, dealt with lots of issues that pertain to us as young people because we were voiceless at the time. Wow. And a month on the road uh, going through, going down the main drag. Uh, so we clocked like 20 miles a day, slept. We had we didn't have anywhere to sleep most nights, but people, local communities would find us on the road and ask us where we were staying. And basically we ended up at Marae you know, unplanned because yeah. we, like, we travelled with a, a bus, with a little mini bus that uh, Youth Town, at the time they were called Boys Town, um, they had loaned us for for the top of the North Island League. Um, so they let us have that to use for our for our protest, basically. Oh, fantastic. So was, was um, more, more part of that as well? Reverend Moore, Strixon yeah. Moore? No, it wasn't. Um, but no, he wasn't part of our team. Oh, okay. Was Betty C all part of that? She would have been. No, she wasn't. Oh, she, she wasn't. Ka'u, um, Ka'u Paitai was. Oh, yeah. She was probably the youngest in our eggs from our eggs posse. Oh, uh, nice. Sharon Hawke oh, yeah. uh, joined us. Um, Katarina Pipi joined us. Oh, yeah. A oh. woman who was a teenager from Kelston Girls named May Parakoti Lewis. It's yep. not her name now because she's married. But, um, yeah, so we were part of a team of maybe 20 strong that went down the country with our petition, talked to hundreds and thousands of people, wow. encouraged people to uh, to sign the petition, but also to we would support other local youth of different um, smaller townships. Uh, we would all go visit their um, their local bodies because we knew at that time that everyone everyone in their neighbourhood um, the government would give you a dollar for every teenager in that neighbourhood and so we were challenging the local body people, the local um, yeah, the mayors of every little space, um, we were asking them where that money went and how much a percentage of that money, the youth money, supposedly, was going into resources for young people. You know, yeah, whether it be good. Community, community sports spaces, whether it be, you know, like swimming pools, um, well, just anything, anything that the young people were into. So um, we, what we found was there were uh, like games spaces, which had nothing to do with the youth money. Um, that that was one of the rare things that young people could go and play spaces and in a little, in a little, you know, in someone's small business. Yep. Yeah. So we found that. Yeah. So the youth money, because lots of people didn't know that there was, you know, a budget for young people given from the government yeah. to local bodies all around the nation. Um, so yeah. So we challenged that and empowered people with. Just normal information, normal to us information. 
Well, good on and, you. Yeah, we ended up, um, yes, it was an interesting, a nice way to spend um, my teenage years, kind Tony, of. Tony, how old were you then? Uh, I was 18. I was 18. I, yeah. Whoa. August, August, August 1981, we went on, on the march. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, so left school, um, ended up being... Uh, interviewed by, I think there was only two TV channels at that time. Yeah, there would have been. Channel, th- was yeah. it Channel 1 and Channel 3? Yeah, Channel 1 and 2. Channel 1 and 2. Channel channel two. Yeah, so... Um, With the good yeah, night, Kiwi. Yeah. an interesting way to um, get to see the country anyway. It was amazing. That yeah. Our um, yeah, so that was uh, something that I photographed all the way all the way through to Wellington, uh, and we had hundreds and thousands of people join us. Wow. Different, that's Different spaces. So, yeah, so we, because we were in contact with uh, organisations like, um, what were they called? Um, Huntley had Huntley Power Station, the unions. Oh, had, yeah. So, yeah, we had friends that were connected to the unions um, around the country, so they would get some of their workers to take time out of their jobs and come march through their little townships and, yeah, and visit um, people who would listen to us. Yeah, so it was quite an eye-opening, a really good experience for people who wanted to see how other people lived. And, uh, yeah, we learnt lots. We learnt lots. Good Fantastic. Walk. Yeah. So that was 1981. And... Um, I did a little bit of, I worked for a, uh, my first official job was with a a production company called Frolic, Frolic Films. So they were making commercials and, uh, yeah, like mainly commercials and short stories locally. Uh, Yeah. Didn't last there long, but um, enjoyed that experience too. And, but always been like a freelance photographer, documenter. Um, and community DJ. Yeah, well, I do remember your photos from the 1981 Springboks marches, and I didn't realise that you were on a youth march at the same time. Yeah. So, so just out of interest, did that? Did the youth march uh, join up with the 1981 Springbok march, no, or was it? They were, no, they were totally different um, co-op of things. Yeah. Uh, although most of us did support the anti-Springbok tour yeah. um, thing. So, yeah, so we did that sort of as an aside, as an aside. So the very last day we left for, um, left Wellington after we'd seen the Prime Minister, who at the time was Muldoon. Oh, my uh, God. How was that? Well, that he was, no, that was, uh, well, it was okay, I suppose, seeing, you know, having a whole bunch of young people talk to the Prime Minister. Yeah. Um, but, like, he did, I mean, from that meeting, and we did um, hand over more than 100,000 signed um, petition to, yep. I can't even remember the, the MPs that accepted it. Um, I think vaguely it was, uh, oh, I won't mention names because I'm terrible like that. But, um, That's uh, yeah, no, so the youth, uh, from that youth march, they, they the, the government uh, created a group called Youth Affairs. 
and um, and plus we had woman woman affairs had just been created as well, I think, and so we had um, some of our youth, our young people, um, sit on those committees. So no. you know, so that yeah, so representation was a major, you know. So we were pushing for representation to, for our for young people to be represented on uh, decision-making bodies right across the board, you know, from local government to um, our government, government for the country. So it happened. So did the National Youth Council come out of that? No, the Youth Council was already part of it. Oh, yeah. They were already an autonomous body. You know, they were already giving, you know, but um, because they were made up of representatives of national groups, youth groups, like Boys Brigade, Girls Brigade, Girl Guides, you know, whereas people on the street weren't represented. So lots of us being youth work community workers of normal people or people who, are, who aren't heard or listened to. Um, yeah, so we were representing a different type of youth at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is why... National Youth, that group, NYC, was, um, yeah, was different, was, yeah, we weren't, we weren't part of them. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so they were an independent body, which some of us ended up being part of later on in our careers. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like I became, yeah. Sorry? No, I was going to say I was voted on behalf of the, Auckland youth workers team that met regularly. Um, I was voted as our rep for Auckland to oh, yeah. go down, speak our speak whatever. Yeah, yeah. Ah, because that's I think I met you in uh, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, how do you think that your past, you know, your interests in your past, like your political um, journey through your life has influenced your work now? Well, I'm still there. I'm still, I mean, I'm, I'm going, I'm editing uh, Black Lives uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter. Yep. I'm editing that presently. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Is so. A New Zealand, is that from New Zealand or is it? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I've been supporting the marches that are, and the events that have been happening. Apparently, there's um, uh, a large group of young people that have started an, uh, an Aotearoa version of BLM, Black Lives Matter team, oh, yeah. community group. So um, I haven't come across their... I haven't found where they're advertising because I'm assuming that social media is where they're... Um, where they're where they're placing their community or base. Yeah. You know, which is the now thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah, but in terms of um, next year's um, exhibition, it's called, it starts in March next year, early March. There's, I don't think there's a set date at the moment other than early March and it'll go for maybe three months. But yes, I'm going to have a live set. The exhibition is called From the Shore. And it will be the third installation of um, the exhibition called From the Shore, which is about uh, Meritamita and 
Metatimata and who's our friend? I've forgotten his name. Should it? But anyway, so Metatimata, oh. I've been a fan of for a long time. Um, yeah, being the first Indigenous woman to make a, an Indigenous film, um, like a feature film. She was the first one in the world to do that. And that happened in 1988. With yeah. Moody, with yeah, a I, film called Moody. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so the whole yeah. exhibition that is coming to Otipoti Dunedin um, in March will feature works from Tracy Moffat, who's one of my favourite Aboriginal artists from Australia, um, Lisa Rehana, who oh, everyone, yeah. should know, everyone should know Lisa and some of her <laughs> I think many people do. And it was Barry Barclay that you were thinking. Is it Barry yeah. Barclay? Yeah. It was Barry. It was Barry. So yeah. um, prolific filmmaker he was. Um, so he coined the phrase fourth cinema. Um, yeah. So anyway, if you're into films and stuff, you'll probably be familiar with that phrase. Uh, yeah. So in terms of, yeah, so other Indigenous other artists that were invited to be part of the From the Shore exhibition were are, are Tanu, Tanu, Tanu Mango. Yeah, yeah. Who's he? I don't. I've never heard so of him. He's, he's someone whose works are amazing, and people yeah. should Google him. Um, just as you should Google if you haven't heard. Um, I will. Uh, different artists that have been part of that. So it's Lisa. Um, Tanu, uh, Robert George is oh, the yeah. one who's trained. He he's, does amazing short films. Um, Robert George, Tanu Ngango, um, known oh. for filmmaking his films in the queer community, as oh. well as his huge, beautiful portraits that he's uh, famous for as well. Yeah, um, Nova Paul. Nova Paul. Nova Paul, yep. Nova Paul's uh, someone that uh, I, she was one of my tutors at AUT when I was a student. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, so that's, I think that's the team of us. Wow, it looks like a good, it looks like a good strong team, actually, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, the works, because they're all image-based um, and, like, not everyone got to meet or... Um, yeah, they didn't, lots of the other artists didn't get to spend much time with Medita or Barry, whereas I did. I suppose oh, that yeah. shows my age, because I'm 50-something and the rest of them aren't 50-something. They're way younger than me. <laughs> um, but the curator is Joanna Gordon-Smith, yeah. who is based in Pātaka now, Puriro Pātaka, which is her hometown. Oh, cool. She was um, raised in, but yes, she's been Auckland-based for at least five years. So we had a lot to do with each other. Uh, she's one of my favourite curators as well, so that's very helpful. So she's been great for my career. So um, we're hoping that From the Shore gets to travel to where Medita was has been in the past. So Medita was someone who... Um, Around the world she went, um, she staged uh, a range of like writing workshops, film workshops. So hundreds of indigenous artists know Medita due to the workshops, the amazing workshops that she used to run around the world 
Australia, um, Canada. I mean, I mean, one of the women who set up Imagine Native, which is a huge Indigenous fe- festival. It's probably the biggest in the world and the most popular. Yeah. Um, the woman who set that up, I forget her name. She was one of, uh, she's a meditative person, you know, so she came through one of those workshops. Um, and uh, Yawana Gordon-Smith went to an Indigenous uh, international uh, conference over in Canada a couple of years ago, and I gave her one of, uh, gave her a sweatshirt or a t-shirt with a meditator quote that I'd had printed, um, and she wore it. She wore it over there, and apparently, in she was in the loo or something, and a woman, they were washing their hands, and the woman paused, stopped, and had her turn turn around. And she read the meditator quote, and she kind of started crying. Ah, oh. you know. So yeah, so she happened to be that person who started Imaginative, who had created Imaginative, the festival that I look forward to being part of in the future. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that sounds yeah, pretty exciting. Really cool, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grabbed. So that's what I'm starting to do: a new range of. Uh, uh, quotes that I find by a people that I hero worship, I suppose, or people that inspire me. I shouldn't say hero worship, but I do kind of. <laughs> That's all right. You're allowed to worship people. Yeah, I think to. good yeah. to have icons. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's better if they're living. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Yes, it is better if they're living. Yeah. It's, it's true. This is true. Yeah. So, um, so from so, the shore, March, Otiputi, I should say, Dunedin. And, uh, Dunedin yeah, Public Art Gallery, yeah. Yes. So, yes, and, so, so what is your work like? How many of you are coming down for that? Is it just you or are there other people as well? I have no idea, but I, with, with from the shore, the exhibition, I've got a live set, so I have no choice but to travel with it. Cool. Which is great for me, great for me in my career, but... More because, like, I have a live stage which is built uh, wherever the space is allocated, and um, I hope to get a range of people on my live set to interview. And most people talk about Merita if they know of her and Barry, if you know, because I've got like a range of maybe six screens of shorts that other people have shared to my camera uh, on my LT TV sets. And they, whatever they talk about, if it's appropriate, um, I do an edit and then it ends up on one of the community channels, one of the community live channels, which is in the space at the gallery. So, wow. yeah, so I'm kind of, it's a live performance slash uh, pre-recorded session. It ends up on a TV, if not at, the, if not at that gig, at, in a future gig. So oh. I'm always editing. I'm always like, hopefully, you sat on my set in. I did at Te Uru. Te Uru at Te Uru. That was the first from the shore gig event. Ah, oh, yeah. I was wondering. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, right. I'm editing that footage in the next two months, three months. Cool. So it'll end up on the. It'll end up on the one of the community TVs that I will have as part of my exhibition with from the shore. Oh, fan- oh, fantastic. Yeah. 
Cool. So will it be? Will you be going after the Dunedin public? Like, if I'm down here, you, I, it'll be really good to see you. Um, and but also, will you be going anywhere else after that? Will that um, will that exhibition be going anywhere else? Well, I'm hoping it ends up going to Hawaii, ends up going to Sydney because that's where uh, Tracy Moffat is. Oh yeah, um, and I think she could possibly be based in um, New York as well. So I, you know, I hope it goes to where it needs to. Yeah. And we, like I said, like Sundance has got a Medita, um, what do you call it? Where you give away sponsorship money or money for. Oh yeah. Know, yeah, like support. So they're being funded. Things. Yeah. So, but like from the shore hasn't got funding as far as I know. Um, so it's a big payout for whatever gallery is able to um, to have it because it needs lots of walls and it needs to be quite a big space. I mean, imagine Lisa Rehana's work. Yeah. Uh, and, well, That's everyone's right. work is <laughs> huge walls. amazing. It's, it's a huge wall. He, yeah, takes wow. up, he takes up like projections three projections or two projectors and it has to be because that's the way it's built the work that um he's got in from the shore yeah and so it's yeah it's a huge undertaking for any gallery yeah for sure so uh, fingers crossed um hawaii will host us one day um, oh, hopefully yeah. dance, you know i mean canada canada you should go for canada, canada. Canada, yeah, I, I'm hoping it'll end up in Canada during um, the time that um, Imaginative is on. That would be just pretty Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. So yeah. um, how do you think COVID has kind of influenced all of the travel plans for it? Well, I mean, right now we were, there was a team of um, Pacific artists and Māori artists, which were we were due in Hawaii for the... Um, Pacific Festival, the international, the 13th International Pacific Arts Festival. And, um, yeah, but, the, like, they changed the date to the future. And yeah. now we've heard that they've turned it into four years future. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I won't say what CNZ have told us, but, oh. um, yeah, so, yeah, because I think artists need to know via CNZ rather than what I read recently. So oh, um, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so it's it's been huge. COVID's hit the world. It well, everyone, you know, it's hit the world in a way that we've never had uh, experienced before. If you were alive in, I think it was 1917, I saw an image of um, a newspaper from overseas, and apparently they that was the last time this happened. I think it was oh. 1917. Yeah, where everything, all the businesses had to close, everything got shut down. Was that the um, Spanish flu? I have no idea. I didn't actually read the article. I just read the bit where, hello, this is another version of COVID. Yeah, I think, I think it was the Spanish flu. I'll just... Uh, I think it was because I I know there's been a lot. Yeah, it was it was 1918 that, but it's you know oh, nice enough. Yeah. <laughs> fifty yeah. number of deaths was fifty million people in the 
Spanish flu. Whoa. Yeah. 50 million. About a third of the world's population at the time. And it was four successive waves of it. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, so I suppose the world is feeling the second wave now. Because yeah. I, I, I just I read, read yesterday, I think, um, California had to close down again. Yeah, did it? I heard that about, because um, Melbourne has and a couple of other places have. Yeah. Oh, God, that must be hard on them. Well, I just think if it's unlike, I mean, we're lucky we've got a really good leader. Yeah. Good um, team leading us in Aotearoa, New Zealand here. But, you know, lots of countries, as we know, lots of countries haven't got a common sense people, men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, leading them, you know, and <laughs> yeah, and they're letting money be the reason that all these unnecessary deaths happen. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. if the national party was in was in control, there'd be a lot more deaths. Frankly, yeah, I kind of would have to agree with you on that. They're, yeah. like, they're like the money people here. They're like support money related priorities rather than people related priorities. Yeah, that's money right. Thing. No, they it's, aren't. Yeah, so there is a relationship, but it's not. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hello. Only because we created it. <laughs> your money with you. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. True. Anyway. Yeah. So, yes. From the shore next year, I'm looking forward to that. But yes, yeah, I've cool. got six months of building to do. Um, I've got funding so far to take me to the end of September. Yep. Good. So, I'm, um, yeah, so I'm panic building, I suppose. But um, there's a range of... As um, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a range of works that I'm building. Um, so I'm delving into my archive, my Linda T archive, which, because um, I've got, I, although I've got a live stage, I don't have time after the gig's finished because sometimes the live recordings happen over a period of, two weeks, three months, and that's a ton of data. I'm one person, and basically, I just move on to the next. I safeguard all the data, but there's no time to edit. So this is the time that um, I'm, like I've put in for CNZ funding to give me this space to edit, edit those things that I've had in my archive oh. for the last like 12 years. 12 years of it, it's kind of like I'm so glad <laughs> I made a conscious effort. Uh, maybe five years ago, I decided, gee, Linda, my Linda TTV sets, stage uh, performances, should only happen once a year because it's just too big. It's too big to do any, um, you know, to do it more often. Yep. Yeah. And plus I'm part of um, Dance Art Collective. Uh, and plus, yeah, so we've got our own projects that we do as well. So, and we're a team of artists that uh, Ahi Lapa Lapa Rands, Vaimela Urale, and myself. Chris yep. Fitzgerald is based in, um, has been based in Japan. So, we tend to do stuff just amongst the three women, us three women that are here. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, and at the moment they're focusing on the, the ladies are focusing on um, an online store, which is called Moana Fresh, which is amazing. Oh. 
Yeah, they're cool. selling the works of other Pacific artists. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah, look that up because oh, well finished. worth it. But, yeah. So, yeah. Well um, worth, yeah. So yes. I, just one last question before we wrap up. I was just wondering if, by any chance, you will ever have any kind of exhibition of your early photos from the Springboks and from your march. I have been. I have. Yes, I, I've done that um, during Matariki um, last year. I had a, um, last year and I think... Yeah, I have done. I have done. So um, I projected hundreds of photos from the 80s, from the 80s and 90s. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So, so you would have Bastion Point as well, eh? Well, no, I wasn't. I was at school. Oh, I was at school oh yeah. Then, so, no, we were, you know, should have made an effort, uh, more of an effort. But uh, no, no, I didn't do Bastion Point. I think the Springboks marches kind of were quite scary because they'd got so violent and, and it was unexpected. And I think it kind of put people off a little bit. That's what I think. Well, it was scary. It was scary. It was violent because yeah. lots of us, yep, well, I mean. I remember them. I was on them too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that, um, yeah. So, and yeah, I will rework because I've had problems with um, deciding which which 300 images I should use from uh, <laughs> 20,000. So yeah. I've actually had people like Vemela Orale, um, Ioana Gordon-Smith, like sit with me and have a look at, like I, I would give them a folder of images that I'd yeah. selected from, you know, whatever decade, and they would assist. And even Ta'i, uh, Te Okotai, uh, yeah, cool. you know, I got him to sit with some images and make a selection because I couldn't. I couldn't. There was just, it's like, ah, oh, this is too hard. Because, you know, I'm the person who wants to show it all. But, you know, you don't have 12 hours in front of a screen to look at the work. And make because you you're bound to be in it. You're bound to be in it. But, you know, it might happen in the first three or four hours. Or it might end up on, you know, 12 hours later, your images might come up. Yeah, so anyway, sure. Yeah, so it's not doable. It's not doable doing that. Um, so... Yeah, so I've always had assistance with um, getting other people's um, opinions of here's 200 images that we think will work well, you know, for a public view. So, yeah, so, and like every time it happens, uh, it, it just tells different stories. Sure. Each it's time. always good to have another eye as well, isn't it? Oh, always, always, yeah. always. So Yeah, for sure. Thanks, hey. Kevin, for this uh, opportunity. Yeah, well, thank you. It's been really good talking to you, Linda. Linda, oh, to Linda T. How I know you, yes. So um, I hope you have a, a very good week because you're up to you're up to something at the moment, aren't you? Yep. You're helping someone with an exhibition. As well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a um, Harakeke, um workshop. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a range of community uh, weavers coming through in the weekend. So I've been asked to document and um, just assist, you know, general, general so stuff. Go get the food. So I'm based <laughs> in, um, so in FO, which is Avondale. Uh, there's an artist collective called FO the People, and they have this wonderful building that they've 
that the community have allowed them to um, to people, and so they run community art projects here. Right. So lots of different artists can hear. So I'm in residence in the space in one of the rooms, and I'm so lucky, oh. so lucky to have this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So that's where your studio is. That's where the studio is, yes. Oh, well, I'll definitely drop in when I'm up there next. And thanks, thanks. yeah, for sure. And thanks heaps. And whereabouts is the ex the um, Harakeke exhibition? Is that? Oh, so it's here at FO, which is 99 yep. uh, Rosebank Road. It's right behind okay, the library, cool. so really easy to find. And that's this weekend? That's this weekend. That's this Saturday. This Saturday. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much. It was great talking to you. And I will talk to you again, no doubt. <laughs> I'll see you soon. See you okay. soon, Linda. T. Yeah. Cool. But, 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 for. Thank you very much, Linda T. This is Kath Cocker from Nocturnal Projections and Other Small Happenings. Quick shout out to 91FM and the Puaka Matariki Festival 2020 and Ben Jarman for the, the background music. Thank you for listening. Po Maria, Kia Pai, Totato Matariki.